Welcome to the Paychex HR Leadership Series. I'm your host, Rob Parsons. I lead the content team here at Paychex, and we write extensively on a variety of HR topics, covering everything from HCM tech to team engagement to compliance with state and federal regulations. In this podcast, we speak with leaders and thinkers in the industry to provide our audience with the latest HR insights and information, and hopefully more than a little inspiration. Joining me today is Sherry Geiger. Sherry is a principal in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania office of Jackson Lewis PST, and she is co-leader of the firm's Disability, Leave, and Health Management Practice Group. Her practice focuses on preventative advice and counsel, particularly in the area of leave management, focusing on the ADA, FMLA, paid sick leave, and related leave statuses and policies. And of course, that now includes COVID-19 vaccination policies, uh, certainly a top of mind topic. But first, our team has spent hundreds of hours researching the latest HR and management trends we think leaders should be aware of. We have thousands of downloads now, and we're excited to have that connection with you. If you're enjoying this podcast, let us know. Go and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to us today. Leave us a comment on topics you're looking to hear about. We want to serve you with insights you want and need to know. Okay, let's get to it. Sherry. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Rob. I'm happy to be here to discuss this ever-changing and emerging issue. It's um, it's exciting, and I, I, you know, personally, I've got my second vaccine scheduled for tomorrow night, and I've already been warned and told be ready to take the day off on Friday, as that may there may be some effects, and you may feel the second shot. That's what we're hearing. That's what uh, our clients are telling us. And that's what we see, of course, in, in the news as well. So yeah, so that's one of the important considerations that we can talk about in more detail uh, as part of the employer's planning, right, for when employees do get vaccines. Perfect. And and it, it's, it's great talking to you about this. We've worked quite a bit um, as we're t- keeping track of the state closings and reopenings. You've been instrumental helping us with our tool to help just track everything that's going on. I think one thing we've seen is that this is a constantly changing landscape. I agree. And at some point, I think we thought, oh, this will slow down at some point in time, but it is just marching on. The train is on the track and I do not know if it actually is going to slow down anytime soon in 2021. So I think we're in it for the long haul. Uh, For better or worse, right? Right. That's right. For better. For better working so, together. <laughs> there you go. So so we conducted some research recently. Uh, we wanted to see what business owners and HR leaders thought about um, what their role might be in employee vaccinations. And, and, and we found that the vast majority, especially in larger companies, they really plan on having a role in vaccinations. But when you and I talked about this, um, it became obvious to me there's a lot of different ways to go that one size doesn't fit all, and there's a lot of different approaches. Can you give me just like a quick, you know, 10,000 feet overview of the types of ways people can go about their vaccine policies? Yes, and this is evolving. So, you know, this may be a different conversation three months from now. We're not sure yet, right, as this, as this evolves. So employers we see taking a lot of different tactics and it, it's dependent upon what the employer wants to do, working and understanding any potential legal parameters that are out there as well. But we do see employers either take a position on mandatory policies, 
or we call them encouraged policies where employers are encouraging policies, uh, vaccine policies, either with or without incentives. And then we have a policy that we kind of talk, call the truly voluntary policy. And that's a policy that it really just kind of states the intent of we're, we're supportive, everyone can make their own decision. And you know, if you need anything, let us know as you go through the, whatever process works for you. So that is the, the most general policy that we see employers implement, but they're all options depending on the legal implications. For sure. Now it strikes me that the, from an administrative standpoint, truly voluntary has got to be the easiest to deal with. I mean, just total hands off. Your business is your business. But, but do you, are, are there pitfalls for HR leaders, potentially, for business owners, if they look at a truly voluntary policy? Well, the voluntary option we see a lot of employers using now, one, because the whole issue of the emergency use authorization status of the vaccine. It is still an unknown whether that applies to private employers or not. So that does help employers on what path they would like to take. As far as potential pitfalls for a purely voluntary policy, they're more practical in nature in that you may not have as much of the workforce vaccinated as might be ideal. And we are still you know, constantly learning and, and looking to the CDC and state health departments for guidance on you know, what's safe. Is there a herd immunity number? Um, that number gets bandied around a bit. So you know, the, the pitfalls are more practical in, in nature. More of the pitfalls come potentially with mandated policies. I know we might be getting into some specifics here, and, and if it's not ground we're comfortable covering, do just let me know. Um, but what if I'm an employee uh, at a company that just has a truly voluntary policy, and I'm not comfortable going in knowing that uh, there's potentially people here who haven't been vaccinated, potentially people here who could still get the, the coronavirus and potentially be a danger to me? What, what do you, how do you handle those situations? If employees are concerned about coming into the workplace where some members of the workforce are unvaccinated, it's important for employers to communicate the safety protocols that are in place that make it a safe workplace. And of course, the recommendation is to have safety protocols remain in place, including social distancing, masking, use of other protocols. Uh, some employers have plexiglass walls in place and other types of protocols. So that, that's helpful to ensure and to communicate to employees that it is a safe workplace. Everything we've really been recommending right along, have safety procedures in place, have your protocols in place, and be transparent with people about what you're doing to make sure it's a safe work environment. Correct. Everyone's working through this together and everyone wants a safe workplace. So on the other side of the spectrum, we're talking about a full mandatory policy. Now, I, I know there's absolutely got to be some situations where, where people have to do that. It's, it's just the nature of their business or their organization or what they're doing. Um, but there's still got to be some nuance to that. Uh, maybe you can could discuss that a little bit for us. Absolutely. And yes, there are a lot of layers around mandatory vaccination policies. Now, as, as we sit here talking today, there is no um, per se law or statute that says employers must mandate. Um, and there is no per se law or statute that says employers may not mandate. And I'm going to carve out Utah there because there was there's some um, legislation being passed, but it, at this point, it looks like it applies to the state, not employers. And so that's still being looked at. When mandating 
employers have to have a few things in mind. These are moving pieces and each of them will continue to evolve as well. One is the requirement that if an employee cannot receive the vaccine due to a medical reason or a religious reason or pregnancy, then an employer has to make an accommodation to the mandatory vaccine policy. The EEOC explained that in more detail in its guidance that it issued in December. So we know the EEOC's position on that. So that's a really important part of any mandatory vaccine policy. Another issue is what the employer wants to do regarding the EUA status, the emergency use authorization, right? If there is not further guidance, that's always a potential risk. And we are, you know, seeing employers take that fact and kind of debate it and try to make a decision that's right for their organization. So there's the exemptions, there's the EUA status, and then we can't forget that there are also pending laws out there and state law guidance, and they can all be very different, right? And so, for example, New Jersey, just this week, and I was excited because it happened right before, I think it was yesterday, actually, and New Jersey issued a guidance that said employers are permitted to mandate the vaccine. So we now know what the state of New Jersey feels. However, in that same guidance, it did not address the issue of the EUA status. It did not address the issue of, you know, how does this impact other areas of the workplace, right? So, um, so we have that guidance out there. On the other hand, also in the last day or two, Maryland just introduced legislation that would prohibit employers from mandating the vaccine. So as this continues to evolve, I suspect that it is going to be a emerging patchwork of where can we and where can we not, right? And of course, we're looking to see if the courts uh, have any cases to decide as well on the issue, which will also be instructive for various jurisdictions. I get the feeling that if I'm a multi-state employer, this is going to be a really challenging next few months to try to negotiate the right thing to do. I think it is. And, you know, for multi-state employers, I think it's helpful to know what you're dealing with, right? And even though it, it changes and evolves. So it's the simple, you know, put it in a spreadsheet, right? Look at all of the jurisdictions and locations where you have employees working and then populate it with any current orders, whether there's any, any pending legislation, which could or could not be passed because it's pending. We don't know, but it's a consideration. And to look at any um, edicts or prohibitions that the orders may cause issues in, in implementing. Um, you also have to, so, you know, that kind of gives you a footprint of here's what we're looking at and, and something visually to see and then work through each of those jurisdictions and states and locales to see what might be preventing you from implementing any vaccine policy that you plan to implement. So it's, it's a, it's a process and it's, it's a decision-making process that we're new to because we've never had to deal with it to this extent before. Um, H1N1 never got that this, this, to this extent, right? Um, and so this is all unprecedented. It's all new. And everyone's kind of working through it together as well. It's the, uh, I've been using this line too much uh, lately, but we're building an airplane while we're in the air. That's a great analogy. Yes, I like that. Can I steal that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could absolutely steal that. I'm sure I stole that from someone else.
<laughs> I like it. I love that. Yeah, no, it's it's very complicated in a decision-making processes. But, you know, I think that what's important is employers should keep in mind that even if they have a plan in place, just have the flexibility that they may have to pivot, right? Depending on what comes up. These variants are starting to pop up. We have no idea what's going to happen with that, right? And I am not a medical expert by any stretch of the imagination. I'm an employment lawyer. So, but, you know, we don't know how that impact. And we do see states opening. We can have our plans pivot as well. And that includes vaccination planning. So, you know, we've talked about fully mandatory. We've talked about truly voluntary. There is that middle ground that you mentioned, the encouraged approach. Um, And you also noted there were some layers specifically around motivating employees to be vaccinated. Can you elaborate and and even share some of the potential issues? Because it's this seems to me very sensible, but also I know in the world of employment law, there's always an issue. Uh, so for encouraged policies, we want to have a educational aspect to the policy, right? First, any policy should, should explain to employees that we take the position that we encourage the policy. And in order to help employees decide, am I going to get a vaccine while it is truly their personal decision, providing employees with education is helpful so that they can keep up to date on the most current information that's coming out from entities such as the CDC. Also, what's important is for employers to perhaps help employees get the vaccine, right? Maybe part of the communication plan is you know, this state or this locale is offering vaccines next week at this location. Here's a link to sign up should you choose to sign up. Uh, There's a lot of struggles in various jurisdictions and states of actually getting the vaccine. Some states are still at the first tier, right? Which actually is a problem in mandatory right now. Just because you mandate it doesn't mean all of your employees can necessarily get the vaccine, right? So, you know, but providing that information to employees may help employees who are frustrated or can't find a vaccine um, or appointment, even if they want it, right? So that's part of the educational process as well and providing information. So um, anything an employer can do to help an employee with the information, you know, we're seeing working because there are employees out there who do want to be vaccinated as well. And so of course that works nicely with with an encouraged policy. And I like that layer of of educating and supporting. Um, I got to think as an employer, that's really a nice way also just to to connect and just to make sure the employees know you're thinking about them. You do care. I mean, you, you know, it's I know it's been frustrating. I know you're looking for a place to go. Here's what we're hearing. We've got some connections. Maybe you don't have and we can make it possible. Now, what about actually incentivizing it? Um, giving people time off, giving people Amazon gift cards. What, what's, what's the story with, with that type of, of activity and policy? We view that as another form of an encouraged policy where, you know, we, if you do get the policy or the vaccine, sorry, we will provide you with something. Um, the, we are seeing monetary amounts. We are seeing gift cards. The only thing employers have to be careful there is the potential implication of that falling under the wellness plan rules and guidelines under the ADA. And so if that is the case, you know, you have to offer a reasonable alternative to employees who cannot get the vaccine, right? You can't restrict. And, and so you have to be careful about that. Um, there's just another layer of, of consideration and analysis, basically, uh, to talk with, uh, with your benefits folks about, basically. And so the, and, and, and I always say the higher the dollar amount, 
Is it really looking more like an mandatory vaccine program at this point in time? Because who can turn that down, right? Um, also, um, the training of supervisors and managers, you know, while it may be an encouraged policy, you know, you don't want anybody saying, hey, you really should go that, get the vaccine and pressuring employees, which makes it look more like a mandatory vaccine program as well. So that's kind of a slippery slope that I think we all have to be careful of. Uh, what we do see a lot of employers doing is to provide extra time off in order to go get the vaccine. And some employers are offering paid time off policies to go get the vaccine so many hours per shot if it's a two shot uh, course and also and I think this this is what you may be planning for Rob if knowing that some side effects can come from the first or second dose that the employee may need the day off afterwards to deal with any symptoms and, and side effects of the vaccine so the the considerations of what to do um, have to be taken into account. Now, don't forget about state laws. I'm sure we probably all saw by now that New York just passed a state law that says employers must provide pay time off for up to four hours per dose to employees. And that time period, that bucket of time is separate and apart from any other type of leave they provide. So, you know, states are starting to take action on this as well. Illinois just released guidance that says, here's, here's what the state of Illinois, the Labor Department believes employers should do when employees go to get vaccines. And, you know, if mandatory, you probably have to pay for it. And in fact, Illinois, I think even said it's stronger, you, you need to pay for it. And if voluntary, then consider allowing employees to use existing paid time off or paying them for that time. You know, with the underlying presumption that the more people who are vaccinated, the more helpful, right? Because that's kind of how we, the state we are in the, in the country right now, the more the better who are vaccinated. So that just helps employers. But those are other considerations for employers to take into account. I, I want to go back to, I thought it was really interesting what you touched on about managers. And, and, and it strikes me that it, it, you would recommend a very well-documented and very well-communicated vaccine policy to make sure everybody's on the same page, because if if we just if we just kind of handle it verbally, just kind of talk about it, just kind of think this is how we're going to do it, uh, we could be sending mixed messages. Our managers could be sending completely different messages from what we want sent. Um, tell me what what that written policy looks like. How would you want to go about that for a vaccine policy? Because it's it's new. It is new, and you know, generally, you know, following other policies, you know, it's not going to look so much different, but generally we recommend that it include the company's position on the vaccine, what type of vaccine policy is it, and then, you know, discussing the, the benefits that may come along. You know, if you decide, if, I'm staying in the encouraged world here, but if you decide to go get a vaccine, you know, you can let us know and we will provide you with time off or you know, perhaps schedule your second dose um, on a day that bumps up into a weekend for you, or you know, we will understand if you need to take the day off. Employers should be careful of, you know, um, if everyone goes to get the vaccine on the same day, that means that there's a possibility that a lot of employees may have side effects, right? And need the time off at the same time. So that could inadvertently bump into staffing issues. But, you know, I see some employers who are trying to, or planning to, when available, you know, perhaps just have a kiosk available, partnering with a local pharmacy um, or whoever they can partner with. And even for encouraged, you know, if you choose to go get the vaccine, here's a kiosk that we have here. 
Um, there are some other issues with, with having that, not as much encouraged, more so with, with mandatory, you know, because remember with mandatory, if it's truly mandate, even with the exceptions, you know, if an employee has a severe reaction, could that be a worker's comp issue? We're not sure, but the states are going to figure that out because worker's comp are state-based issues. But, you know, there's, so there's just some more layers depending on what you want to do. So it's almost as if any decision in the, in the point of the process that you're at probably has side issues that you need to consider to make sure what's right for you and what risk you're willing to take. Another thing I want to touch on, you've, you've dropped some acronyms on us. Um, those I'm sure are familiar with the audience. Um, is there anything else we need to be mindful of uh, as we construct these policies? Are there any other um, departments, regulations? Um, is there emerging case law? Is there anything else we should be thinking about as we construct our policies just to make sure we don't inadvertently uh, make a mistake or or put our company at risk at all? Um, yes, there is a, there was a case filed in New Mexico against a public employer, right? So that's different than private employment. But the basis of the complaint was challenging a mandatory vaccine where the plaintiff is is basically or generally alleging that you, know, you, you can't make me do this. And it does hinge on the emergency use authorization status, at least in part from what we can tell right now of uh, what's been filed. So while we all want to watch that to see not so much because it's a public employer, but just to see how a court handles this because this is a completely novel issue and that could be instructive in other cases as well. So that's something that's very important to consider. Um, we suspect that there will probably be other cases and we are, you know, here at, at my firm, we try to uh, track those and keep up to date. We have a team of people who, who do that. So we just have to keep on our eye on, on everything that's going on with all of these various moving pieces. That's excellent, Sherry. Um, that was a, a, a lot of information in a short time. I know, and I'm not even sure we covered everything we should have, right? Like, it's just that kind of topic, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll have to see if we have, have to have a follow-up episode in the months ahead. I we, we very well may and just see where we are. And it, it may be a completely different conversation from today. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great to share and, you know, happy to do a follow-up. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you very much for having us, Rob. And thank you to our listeners for joining. This certainly is a critical topic for all of us. If you'd like to learn more about vaccination policies, including data on how businesses plan on managing the process, you can download our free research report at paychecks.com. Thank you all and happy and healthy tomorrow for everyone. This podcast is property of Paychecks Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.